What is up, aka Padgers? Good morning. I am Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pad, aka the Pop Culture Pope, aka Sexual Chocolate. I am here to talk to you about Star Wars The Force Awakens. I'll take you back to 2015 and tell you the grand story of my experience watching this movie for the first time and some insights on its lasting impression. Let's rock and roll and hit that intro. Holy crap. Okay, it's time for a plug. It's time for a plug, everyone. Ready? If you're listening to this, subscribe. If you're listening to this, leave me a comment. I don't care. Good, bad. I need feedback. I'm trying to create a feedback loop, make this thing better. I need you. You, a part of the AKA Pad Army. Jump on board. Let's rock and roll. Okay, with that being said, oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if I could continue talking like that for... Um, like every single episode <laughs> it's so fake to me uh, the the radio voice the radio speed the radio cadence anyway but yeah so we're we're talking star wars and 2015 this movie unpopular opinion you know that's a very common thing to say to me this is what i feel is the best star wars movie and it's pretty much my favorite um, one of the reasons why this is my favorite, because I absolutely love the music for it, and I love the Force Awakens design work. Um, for them to kind of reset things just on a visual level, the way that they did, and by reset things, I mean, when this trailer hit, okay, it lit minds on fire, you know, like, it, it brought that imagination back, it brought that, that hopefulness back, you know, hopefulness within the story, um, not for the franchise, and by that, I mean that Star Wars should somewhat be this utopian, and there should be a beacon of hope, which is so significant to why Luke Skywalker is, like, draped in white and New Hope, okay, that's episode four. And he's surrounded by, uh, uh, you know, like everything that's being withered away and broken and things aren't perfect. You now we see that with the droids. We see that with the Jawas. Uh, he doesn't live in a Taj Mahal. And then, you know, we go to the cantina again. You know, it's a dive bar. The worst of the worst go there. And then, like, we're brought into the realm of the Empire, where everything is sleek, cornered, polished, controlled. Visually, you know, like, that's a home run. You know, they made a bet with that, and it probably resonated on a higher level than anyone involved with that production anticipated. And we got like a taste of that with the Force Awakens trailers. We got, um, you know, seeing the relics of Jakku. You know, the uh, the fallen Star Destroyer, the fallen X-wing fighter. Uh, the way how we're introduced to Rey in the in the early scene. You know, relatively set, I, I believe, second scene of that movie. You know, the the journey of Rey or the day of Rey, which is still one of the best in in all the movies. And she's not living this perfect life. She is an orphan. She's by herself. And she's there is a want. Uh, she's perfectly established and set up. Completely interesting. Um, 
you know, and her being very soft on the eyes doesn't hurt either because I think it adds to it, believe it or not. You know, because we got to think back to Mark Hamill, uh, dreamy, like just dreamy looking with those big baby blue eyes and, and moppy, dirty hair. It's just a perfect California boy, like, you know, coming at you, boy. So we saw all of these things in the trailer and the trailer, you know, was like, hey, we have a new Vader. Hey, we have kind of like a new Han Solo. Hey, uh, we're doing something different here, you know, because everyone went wild with that initial trailer for Force Awakens when we saw Finn, a black man, in a Stormtrooper uniform. People lost their minds. This eventually led to a $2 billion take in Force Awakens. Now, with inflation... That doesn't even come close to measuring up what the old movies did. Again, you know, if we compare it to Garn with the Wind, Garn with the Wind just destroys it. So, whatever. But it does well. And it gets repeat viewing. And the mysteries set in this movie uh, carry on. They carry on for about two years where pretty much a industry within YouTube spurs up, comes from the, uh, the roots forces itself through the soil and blooms many accounts accounts uh you know even collider who who just closed their uh jedi council that kind of came up during this time uh you know collider pretty much was built on star wars theory and these theories were amazingly set up maybe some of the best in, in film history the best in storytelling history the Knights of Ren, Snoke, exactly what's happening, Finn. The Finn and Ray relationship. Are they going to get together? Um, you know, how did Han Solo lose the Falcon? What happened with Ben Solo? Who is Ben Solo? Who's Carlo Ren? <laughs> Who is Snoke? Uh, Luke Skywalker. You know, like um, the idea that Luke Skywalker is not in this movie and he's revealed at the very end in the last scene of the movie. Very significant. And, you know, we do have other mysteries. So some of them are, or story threads of Ray's parentage. I'm just, they're just escaping me because I'm rambling. So when I say that this is the best Star Wars movie, I'm speaking on the idea. And I got this, it just happened to me twice. Because I watched episodes one through six, I think three times with, uh, you know, like three separate girls. Three separate girls that were very much unfamiliar. And look, look, like, you know, that's part drinking, eating crappy food, and, you know, doing adult things. And of these three times, two, two of these girls completely unrelated to to one another as they should be looked at me and they said uh while we were watching the prequels episodes one two and three is this star wars um is this like making fun of star wars because if you haven't seen the movies you, you have this idea of what a star wars movie is and that's the point i'm getting at like you you have this impression from what you've seen, you know, because Star Wars is, you know, you, you buy a, a bag of Ziploc bags, you have, it's, you have a Star Wars logo. And it's very similar to Rocky versus Rocky Four, 
Rocky being the first one. And we watch Rocky and, you know, Stallone in that movie, he is, you know, somewhat brain damaged. He's a loser. He kind of has no hope. He, he can barely talk to a girl. Barely hold a job. Doesn't even have a, a legit job. And we go on this hero's journey with him where he doesn't even win at the end. Uh, he just goes the distance with Apollo Creed. Yeah, and you would watch that and you're like, this is this a Rocky movie? Like, what's happening here? But if you watch Rocky 4 and you just set it up to where, hey, uh, Apollo Creed, former champion, Rocky beat him. Okay, uh, you know, and and Apollo is now training Stallone, and uh, Apollo is in a uh, you know like he wants to get back in the game. He's anxious to get back in the game. He's tired of sitting around because he's still an athlete. He still thinks he's an athlete. You know, like that's the setup for Rocky Four. Then we watch that movie, and the way how Stallone shot the boxing matches, the training montages, the music. You would watch that and you'd be like, this this is a Rocky movie. And then, you know, you'd be like, well, the, the other ones are a lot of melodrama in the other ones. Not drama, period. But when you have the impression of a Rocky movie, it's Rocky Four. When you have the impression of a Star Wars movie, it's The Force Awakens. With all the mysteries and side tangents aside. And that's why it's important. Now... Force Awakens has, right now, as of the time of this recording, episode 275, shout out. It's been destroyed, okay? Because the weight of Last Jedi and the, and the weight of Rise of Skywalker has completely crushed the hope, pun intended, of what Force Awakens was and shadowed its impact. To me... It is Star Wars, through and through. The idea that they blow up another giant weapon, I don't know. I mean, I always viewed, the, to me, the Rebels and the Resistance, they're terrorists. Terrorists blow things up. That's what they are. They're, you know, they're not a mobilized movement. Uh, now, there's a cut scene taken out of the movie that kind of establishes a little bit more of the resistance within the senate and you know i so wish that scene is was cut into the movie this is why i'm advocating so much for star wars special editions uh of the new trilogy episodes seven eight and nine but that's a that's probably another recording so i saw this movie about I think it was three, four times. You know, um, each time I saw it with a different woman. Uh, each time I saw it, had you know very nice adult time around the, each viewing of the movie. Very nice, very good memories. Uh, even to the point of, I believe, like someone either liked or retweeted one of my tweets about it, and I don't want to say it was JJ, but it, like maybe like someone related to the, uh, you know, movie. So, you know, hey, 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 whenever you get a Twitter <laughs> interaction, that's big news. <laughs> yeah, so, and the reason why I, I, I saw this movie, 
with so many different women because uh you know it was a thing to do there was a thing to go see star wars it was kind of cool you know because now we kind of have two generations of people that grew up with star wars and it was a thing to do so you know it just added to the experience for me and i was able to see it with so many different women because you know heartbreak here really just had my heart shattered by 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 this one girl you know uh we were in maybe like a four or five year long relationship i was actively trying to uh increase and better my life so you know we could have a, a good engagement we could have a nice engagement party and i was trying to do all these other things outside you know like outside my life to enable that and to make that happen so you know and and uh, you know, she dropped this, like, bomb on me, and seeing Star Wars at that point uh, with my family, and, and it has become a family tradition, following Rise of Skywalker, like, we saw five Disney Star Wars movies together, and we were not even doing anything close to that up until that, that point, very significant, very significant, you know, and uh, quite meaningful to me, and Star Wars became a part of our family. Now, we don't sit down and debate Star Wars. We barely talk about it after we see the movies. But, you know, there's a few weeks build up going into it. And it's a lot of fun, a lot of anticipation, uh, a lot of angst. And, and just like, you know, childlike excitement. So I do owe Force Awakens a lot for that. And, you know, am I inflicting a little bit too much onto the movie? I don't think so because I do not put Rise of Skywalker and Last Jedi within ranking even near Force Awakens. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't. And you know, the time of me being recently single and finding new people to connect with and kind of Star Wars being a conduit for that. You know, again too, also around um, Star Wars too, I deeply reconnected with one of my uh, grade school friends. And it's a little, little bit of a mystery, but I think he was going through something. And we were using this anticipation to see Force Awakens to really do, I think for both of us, next level stuff at the gym. Him shedding, cutting weight, and me optimizing more of my lifting and you know, bodybuilding and growing more of my body out. Very significant. You know, like, again, meaningful, significant. So, for me, Force Awakens is the Star Wars movie. It really is. And a lot of times when uh, I, I make a list, I like to, like, pull away from the obvious number ones. Okay? When we talk about the MCU movies, okay, I get it. Winter Soldier's the best one. Blah, 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 blah. When we talk about a Star Wars movie, I get Empire Strikes Back is the best one. Blah, 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 blah. You know, like, at one time, when we, you know, discuss James Bond movies, I get it. And Her Majesty's, Majesty's Secret Service is, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, because you know, that was the, the, the oddball one that everyone would put at number one. And... I just, I don't like obvious number ones. I like nuanced number ones. Uh, and, you know, whatever that number one is, put it two or three. You know, but have a reason for it. Don't 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 just be contrarian just to be contrarian. But, you know, that's why episode seven, Star Wars Experience. And 
I, you know, I bet you guys didn't think I was going to go all that, <laughs> go that deep, but I did. Look, look, episode two seventy six. We're going to be doing a Star Wars story, Rogue One. Uh, this is the first of the Disney, you know, because Disney has now purchased Lucasfilm at this time. But we're going to go into their first spinoff, uh, side story, slipstream, whatever you want to call it, uh, side quest. Uh, Star Wars movie that doesn't take place within the saga. Uh, but technically this does, so whatever. It's just confusing. I'll explain it next episode. Until then, rock and roll. And thank you for joining me. Yeah, I really did enjoy this talk. I'll talk to you later.